0: Happy early Mother's Day to all of the mamas out there. We are so excited for this episode and to chat with Michaela Quinn on all things motherhood and business. Michaela is a Kansas City mom, wife, former teacher, and current CEO solving the modern working mom dilemma. A Forbes and Fox 4 KCTV featured contributor, Michaela coaches women looking to lead and launch successful, sustainable freelance businesses. To date, more than 1,800 women across the country and world have enrolled in Overwhelmed Overbooked. In 2018, Michaela launched the Live Free podcast to spread her freelancing method and mission throughout the world. A fixture in iTunes Top 20 for Entrepreneur podcast, it has surpassed 160,000 downloads. When Michaela is not leading the charge to provide women with the freedom to work and mother, you can catch her walking to the park with her kiddos making cookies, or watching a rerun of Friends for the millionth time with her cute hubby. If you're a mom or soon-to-be mom that is tired of the traditional nine-to-five hustle and are yearning for more time at home with your kids, this is the episode for you.
1: Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business
0: advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life.
1: You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. Michaela. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. You know, I honestly, I feel like the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast wouldn't even be in existence if it weren't for you, because I wouldn't have been introduced to this whole online world and built my business and all of this if it weren't for the Overwhelmed to Overbooked course, which is now the Live Free Academy. Most of the listeners that have tuned into this show already know your name because I just rave about you. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm grateful for all that you've done for me. So so excited to have you as our first interview and welcome. Go ahead and oh my gosh. Tell, tell everybody about you and your journey. How did how did this come to be? Yeah, well, gosh, guys, that thanks for having me and it's a lot of a, a lot of shoes to fill
2: for this episode, but I'm <laughs> so honored to be on and so excited to just yeah, share more about how I got started in this online space. I think we all probably start out somewhere similar where we're at least for me, I was working a job I loved. And I was one of those weird people who knew growing up, I wanted to be a teacher. My mom was a teacher. I played school in my basement growing up, like all my mom's old school supplies (laughs) and going to like the teacher supply store every year when she would be getting her classroom ready. I would go too, and you know, get my cl- my basement classroom ready and played with my American Girl dolls. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Oh. And that's exactly what I went to school for and got my first job as a high school English teacher. And I really, really loved my job. There were some red flags, you know, in the beginning, like so much extra work that went into being a good teacher. Like I just, I don't know if there's any other educators here listening, but going and getting your education degree does not really prepare you for actually teaching in the classroom. And like, I spent the whole summer, not even being paid for my first job up at the school from like eight in the morning till like pretty much full day's work teaching myself the curriculum planning. I was gifted the pre AP English curriculum at this Catholic school and being in a Catholic school, like it was a new curriculum and there was no one else teaching this. And it was just like, Hey, here you go. Have fun. Figure it out. And so anyways, it was just lots of work that wasn't necessarily compensated for. But at that point, like I didn't have kids. I wasn't, I was engaged but I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Honestly, I was living at home with my parents and just planning a wedding and it just worked my butt off that first year, but I loved it. And then my we got pregnant. My second year teaching, we got married, mm-hmm. found out I was pregnant right away. Our first was born nine months and like three days after our wedding. <laughs> and that kind of in that Period of maternity and or what it what is it called pregnancy? (laughs) Yeah, pregnancy during that where I am right here. Um,
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) During that time, I was just like, "Oh, is this really what I want to do forever? Like, am I about to have a baby? I I think I want to be home with her." And just starting to have those conversations with my husband, and ultimately it came down to like, "We need your income." Like, stay at home mom is not in the cards for our family. And that made me really, quite frankly, really mad. So then I was like, fine, if I'm going to work, I'm going to, we're going to have like this daycare, which was the Montessori with the like cameras in the crib. So I just would feel so safe and comfortable. Well, when I started calling those places, it was like $1,500 a month for daycare for one child. Yeah. Well, I Mm -hmm. barely took home 2000 a month. Yeah. And When I like presented that to my husband, he again laughed and was like, it's not our budget, Michaela. But all all of this to say, I eventually just found myself really bitter, really angry, realizing that like, especially once she was born, I did not want to go back. And having to go back was just a really, really hard challenge for me. And so in that, I kind of had a pity party for a couple months, was really down. But finally, I just realized like, I'm going to figure something out. Like, this is not sustainable. There's got to be a way I can make just a little bit of money from home, still help contribute to the bills and the groceries and be home with my daughter and, you know, hopefully our future family at that point. So I started looking into things. Of course, everything was like join an MLM or there was just lots of weird, scammy, like work from home stuff at that point. So I tried a couple of different businesses, I tried making and selling bows. And I tried making and selling cakes. I love baking, but the ingredients so much work. So, it's so much work. And then yeah. there's a mess. And then like yeah. the margins, people don't want to spend $200 on a cake, but right. To make yeah. money. It was just, that was a fast, quick, like, okay, no, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. This is not going to retire me from teaching. Mm-hmm. So it was Christmas time and everyone you know, I was asking like, Oh, how's work? Like, how's it being back? And I was just honest. Like, Mm -hmm. it's terrible. Like I'm looking for something else I can do from home. You know, I want to be able to work early morning hours or during nap time so that we can still go out and have our fun days, like have a stay at home mom day. And everyone kind of was just like, (laughs) good luck doesn't exist laughed at me. But finally I told the right person my husband's cousin. And she told me about what she was doing because she was in a similar stage of life. And she got hired as a virtual assistant for this like local pottery business in New York city, just doing virtual admin assistant type work. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of told me how she got started. And I dove into that, tried to find my own like virtual assistant position not really even knowing what it was or that this was this industry where there were so many opportunities and how it was just so perfect, especially for moms. But I just dove in and just kind of started and it took me a long time to land that first client, but I did. And, and then once I landed that first client in August, by I would say like January, I had I was tripled my teacher take-home pay working only 15 hours a week compared to teaching. I was pregnant with our second. I left the classroom in April of 2017 and kind of shortly after that other women started asking like, "Oh, I want to do this. Like, can I do this? Can you help me?" And it just clicked one day like, "You can create an online course. You work for all these business coaches helping them mm-hmm. run their online courses. You have the education background. You learned so much of like what works and what doesn't." Just test it out, see if you can help other people. And then
0: from there, it
1: kind of, it kind of grew. Yeah. Awesome. And so since then you've helped, it's close to 2000, right? People that have done the course.
2: Yeah. We've, we're at um, around 2,500 now have gone through Overwhelmed to Overbooked or it it originally started as jumpstart your freelance business for $50. Then it became Overwhelmed to Overbooked. And now we just re revised it, updated in January again, and it's now the live free academy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's an incredible course. I mean, I tell everybody that that course changed my life. Like it, it's just everything you would need to start a business is in there. I mean, I cannot rave about it enough. So, so yeah, if you're interested, I'll have a link for that in the show notes. But, yeah, love the course. and then, Michaela, I know a lot of people listening may not even know what a VA or virtual assistant mm-hmm. is. so kind of explain that a little bit and because yeah. you know, after the pandemic and in today's world, working from home and working remote, it's very common, but you know it's so different from working for a traditional corporate job working remote, whereas you know having your own business doing freelance like you're you're creating your schedule, when you want to work, it's all on your terms. So yeah. Talk a little bit about like the VA role.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So yes, like you said, absolutely. Working remotely is now very common, but I have very quickly realized that remote work does not automatically equal like freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so a freelancer is basically just this big umbrella term That basically identifies that you're not an employee. You are an independent contractor. You're technically running your own business as a freelancer. And as a freelancer, like where there's so many different freelance services, like freelance photographer, freelance makeup artist. But when I'm talking about freelance, I'm specifically talking about business to business services where the freelancer partners with clients, different business owners from all sorts of industries and helps them out with a specific service, or like you said, maybe just as a virtual admin assistant. And so freelance just kind of describes how the work is done. It's done on a freelance or contract basis. And so as a freelancer, you get the perks of picking when you work, where you work, how much you charge, who you work with, and you have the freedom to create kind of the ideal situation for you. So when I was a m- mom and freelancing, my ideal situation was what I call the naptime hustle. I worked early morning hours, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then again, nap time, typically 1 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And that's when I did my work. Four hours a day, I was able to charge what I wanted. Obviously, I started out lower, around $20 an hour. But as I got more experience, I was able to... Shift my packages, shift what I charged, and that's how I was able to earn three times what I did teaching, working only fifteen hours a week. so the virtual assistant role in the freelance space is where a lot of people will start, especially if they don't have that like traditional business background or having mm-hmm. marketing background and a virtual assistant is basically just a checklist doer, like a task doer. They'll get a list of things from the client, you know I need. I need you to do this project, or I need help with these things on a monthly basis. For example, one of my first clients just needed me to help answer her emails, clean out the trash, respond on her behalf to certain things, schedule, help with like scheduling her client appointments, and then scheduling social media posts. So all very, very simple things that she just didn't have the time for. And as we you know, built up our relationship month two, month three, she started handing me more projects and more projects. And eventually one of the projects she handed me was a, she was like, I want you to go through this course and learn how to run a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And then here's some groups that I want you to go in and just kind of scope out and see how they're so engaged and so active and then come and create a plan and implement that for me in my business. And so that's kind of how I got into the social media world. Mm-hmm. and realized i loved everything like the social media side and the marketing side and started specializing more in just social media management and marketing but there's so many different other avenues that the virtual assistant like if you start there can lead you to like podcast editing yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah podcast producing is another freelance service pinterest management is another speci- specialization bookkeeping copywriting if someone loves writing there's just so many different options out there where you can essentially just take your natural skill set and help other business owners with that and get paid good money for it and so you know if there's your audience is kind of in that that dreamer phase wanting to become an entrepreneur but doesn't necessarily have that like mm-hmm. this is my million dollar idea I'm going to start this product based business or this company and we're going to do this if they don't have that big vision Starting as a freelancer is such a great way to get into the entrepreneur
0: seat. I love that. And how, like you're talking about, anyone can really do it. And there's so many different, even through your course, you learn about different skills or different paths you may take in this freelancing business. You're not necessarily just gonna be XYZ job, but there's a there's a plethora of different job opportunities. And by taking your course, you can kind of figure out and kind of get your feet with, I guess, yeah. and figure out yeah. what maybe is a good avenue for you. I like mm-hmm. that.
2: And you can listen to Brittany's story. She kind of shared mm-hmm. her whole story. I don't know if she has shared the whole, like her freelance journey <laughs> yet on this podcast, but she came on mine and got started and just, that's how she kind of, you dabbled with like Pinterest and a little bit of social media, right, Brittany? And then found mm-hmm. podcasting and
1: Yeah. And it's so crazy. Yeah. And it's so crazy how in the online space, I feel like one year in the online space is equal to like five years in, you know, traditional because like my, I only started this in 2020. And I, when I started as a VA, I was charging $30 an hour. And in two years, you know, I'm now charging $200 an hour for my services. And it's crazy how just, you learn those skills so quickly and things just, it's like a snowball. Things just yeah. happen so fast. So even, yeah, even if you're like, well, I don't know if I really want to do admin tasks or anything like that. You can just like start that, do that for a month just to get a client or something under your belt. And yeah. it's just crazy where things take you.
2: Or if you are someone who is in more of a specialized career currently, like if you're doing a lot of writing in your day job or you have marketing background, or you have that accounting and bookkeeping background or project management, you can take that and start your business there. You don't have Mm -hmm. to start in the admin space at all. It's just a really good option for like, I see a lot of teachers, stay at home, moms, nurses, people that are in a very more service-based industry
0: Mm -hmm.
2: where really business isn't like a, like I never learned anything about business or entrepreneurship in my background. Yeah. And that virtual assistant role was just such a great place for me to kind of dip my toes and see what's out there. And also like when you talk about self-employment, if people are in that, oh, I could do this, I could do that. I know a lot of other options that are kind of out there for moms, like blogging seems to be kind of big or now it's more of like moved into influencing, like just start an Instagram be a content creator post on TikTok and while there are lots of opportunities out there those type of options those types of businesses take so much time and effort and effort mm-hmm. to be profitable to see a return on that time spent and so I, I don't want to like turn anyone away if that is their passion if they want to go and do that mm-hmm. but just know that if your goal and what I always tell people is if your goal first and foremost, is to replace your income, be home with your kids, have that flexibility. Freelancing is going to be the fastest way to make that happen. And I've, I've just seen that time and time again with different women who have like, oh, I've been dabbling in this MLM, or I've been trying to blog for two years and haven't made a single cent. I'm like, you have so many skills, whatever you've done for your blog, you can get hired by other bloggers who are already profitable, who have a booming business. And they'll pay you good money to write for them there's your there's your return,
1: yeah, okay, say we have some people listening right now, and they're in their full time job mm-hmm. currently, and they hear this, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I want to do this, you know, I want to be able to stay home with my babies, but my husband is never going to go for this. What tips do you have to like talk to your husband about him about this and kind of get him on board with? you leaving that job. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I I
2: have a podcast episode where I interviewed my husband way back when and essentially it came out to don't do what I did. I just, I was in a very stubborn or maybe, you know, maybe it it all worked out. So I don't regret it by any means, but I just kind of told him like, I'm doing this and caused a lot of conflict, but and he was supportive. He was like, fine. I, he just didn't quite understand what Mm -hmm. it was that I was trying to do. And so if your husband is in that, like this kind of, he's very traditional, he's an attorney, very like logical risk averse, rational Mm -hmm. mindset when it comes to money and careers. And so when I was just like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to do this. And he just had no idea what that entailed and what that looked like and what that actually meant. So looking back, I should have spent time, like I was educating myself because I really didn't either have that knowledge. And so I should have brought him along on that journey and like mm-hmm. showed him like, this is what I'm trying to do. And this is why I think it will be really effective and really work and like, look at this and this and this, because back then this was like 2015, 2016, the mm-hmm. online space at that point was still newer. Yeah there weren't, there weren't really influencers. Like you weren't really making money online at that point. Like there were some people, obviously Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher, they were all operating at that time, but I just feel like it's, it's either way more common now, or I'm just used to it. And I don't know which one it is. (laughs) (laughs) I just should have had that education with him, that conversation. I know now when I hear that from potential students, I'm like, have your, have like, sit down with your, your spouse, with your husband, your partner, have him watch the training. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's any questions that like he has, or you have like, please reach out. And I'm happy to send any resources. That's where like, I really messed up. And I think when people take that approach, it's a lot better. But then as soon as I started bringing in money, Mm -hmm. his tune kind of changed and he was like,
1: huh? Yeah. (laughs) And then he was asking questions like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. And so, and I guess it's like you mentioned, you started that in 2015. And so, you know, things today are a lot different because of the pandemic and people being at home and stuff. And I'm sure it is a lot easier to communicate Mm -hmm. that with your, with your spouse. One thing that I read, I think last week was, it was a study that was done and it was like, 60% 60% of the people in the workforce are in a contract role. Like the traditional job is mm. going away and it will soon yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing of the past. And that's just crazy to me. And so, you know, before I got into the online space, it's like I didn't know this world existed. But now that I'm here, it's like my eyes were opened up to so much. If you're listening and you think that there's not, a lot of opportunity here or, you know, people are going to, they're not going to understand what you're doing. Like there's actually a lot more people in mm-hmm. this contractor role than you can probably even, even imagine.
2: So much that that's so true. And like where back in 2016, 2015, where predominantly the people hiring freelancers that I saw, they were basically mostly online businesses was who was doing the hiring. But since then we've, there's been so many other industries that have started and boomed in this time that are now hiring like real estate agents are now hiring social media managers or virtual assistants because so much of their job has to be, you know, that client forward facing the marketing side of things or the admin side of things just eats up so much of their time. And they'd rather, they can save money and make way more money by being out there, going on those appointments with clients than sitting at home doing emails and all of that stuff. So they'll they'll outsource to freelancers. We've seen a lot of local businesses, restaurants, mom and pop shops like outsource that. A lot of like local service-based businesses like plumbers, contractors, painters, those types of businesses are hiring freelancers to help with the back-end side of things, whether it's payroll, invoicing, bookkeeping, that sort of thing, or even just like project management and helping set up systems. I th- I feel like, especially in the big pandemic, everyone was doing home remodels, and these contractors just got so mm-hmm. booked out. Yeah, and then most recently, what we're seeing is a lot of health practitioners, whether it's mm-hmm. like naturopathic doctors or mental health specialists, therapists, or chiropractors, or any other type of smaller medical practice, they're outsourcing to freelancers too. They might not have the budget for a full-time in-person office manager, but they do need assistance with that. So they're outsourcing to freelancers to help support them and their business and keep things running smoothly so that they can take on more clients and grow grow their business that way. And so there's just been such, a, such growth in the need and the demand for freelancers. I know a lot of people worry like, well, is this oversaturated? Like, is there, is there going to be any clients for me? But there's a shortage in the workforce right now. Like the great resignation. If you search that, it's just such a become a buzzword lately. Right. Yeah. Companies can't find full-time workers. And so now these even bigger companies like Microsoft and Apple or other Big, big corporations, they're having to fill specific roles with independent contractors and freelance workers as well to find talent because people are saying, no, I don't want to be here nine to five. I don't need to be here nine to five to do my job. I don't need to work from even at home. Like I can get my work done in three hours a day. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the same, but only work what I actually have
0: to. I love this. I think this is like a great time for moms and women because it's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too. I mean, Absolutely. isn't it a dream come true to be able to have that time with your children mm-hmm. but also, you know, be able to help provide for your family because yeah. it's not always an option to be a one income household. Some people, yeah. I've always had to work. It, it never I was never, you know, fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom. But I think this is like a wonderful opportunity for so many women that you can have your cake and eat it too. You can, yeah. you know, get to spend that time with your kids and work on your schedule and also help provide for your family. I love yeah. loving it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it like have your cake and eat it too. I don't want it to seem like oh my gosh, just snap your fingers. It is hot. like starting mm-hmm. anything is going to be hard yeah. and have its challenges, but in the end, it's so it's so worth it. I've been at home, gosh, since 2017, five years or so now. And I wouldn't trade any of it. Like while I was still teaching and building up my business, cause I couldn't just quit to build. I had to do both for the time mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. that challenging time is I don't regret it at all.
1: And you've built your business tremendously built it while, I mean, what pregnancy is this? You're this is my fifth. fifth. I feel like you've been yes. pregnant the whole time. I've <sighs> known you, Michaela.
2: <laughs> I I have been pregnant or nursing my entire marriage.
1: So yeah. I think we're done. I don't know. I don't see how you do it. All of your kiddos I have, and
2: yeah, I have a great support system. So I did start off early on during the nap time hustle, feeling like I had to make the most of every little minute in my day. But as you know, the business grew, as my income grew we started with having some sort of part-time childcare where it started very small. I had a college girl come two days a week for three hours at a time. I got two like three hour work chunks to just focus and dive in. That Mm -hmm. was amazing. When Caroline was born, she's my fourth. She's now 20 months. When she was born, that's where we moved to hire a more part-time nanny. She's It's still very part-time because I don't want to work full-time hours. My, I think I get like maybe 12 hours logged a week of work time with (laughs) doctors' appointments and kiddos being (laughs) sick and, you know, just the interruptions that moms stereotypically traditionally get put on our plates. But with that, we hired a part-time nanny. She's here seven, she comes at 7 a.m. to just help with like all the craziness in the morning. And then she's here till about nap time, four days a week. And so if I didn't have her, there's no way I'd be able to kind of do what I do. And plus at this point, I have a huge team of freelancers supporting me as well. So I am not a one woman show everything that it takes to make this business run. I'm very much supported in every area.
1: What has been your biggest success throughout all of this in your business?
2: It's so, it's so hard because, and maybe you guys can like relate. You have a goal you set a goal and you're like, ooh, this is what I want to do, and then you hit it, and, and it's like, okay, on to the next, on to mm-hmm. the next, on to the next. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to, like, I don't know, in in the online space, there's always like this more and more, like, go for seven figures, go for this, double or triple, whatever. And so some, I feel like I've kind of fallen into that a couple of times. But one of my biggest, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened moments was I set a goal back in 2018, 19. To make my yearly teacher income in one month as a self employed business owner. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge stretch goal at the time. And when I told people like that was my goal, they were like, huh, is that even possible? Like, can you do that? And I did it. I ended up doing it like much faster than I had thought would be possible. And that was just kind of like a oh my gosh, this is insane. I used to make what it like, I don't even remember if my salary was 34,000 or 37,000, but it was, it was low. And when we did that in one month, like revenue as a business owner, that wasn't take home pay, like what I paid myself, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, wow, this is insane.
1: Yeah. There's
2: really no limit.
1: Yeah. And so it was just a
2: cool, like, ha ha. Ha -ha. Like all those people who were like, why are you leaving your job? You're going to quit and leave this stable because mm-hmm. she job and it's just like oh god I'm so glad I
1: did. What would you say has been your biggest struggle? Biggest struggle. Like things change constantly. Mm-hmm. Like
2: with running funnels and how I grow my business and how I make money. Essentially, is I run Facebook ads mm-hmm. and then people will sign up for a free resource. And if they're interested, they're able, they get like automatic emails kind of about the course and how, like what works and just like changes constantly. And so there's never, it's never like a set it and forget it system that a lot of things kind of presented out there of, Oh, start a, like, create a course it'll be passive income. There's always a change. Like last year, Facebook, or before even Facebook made changes, my ad account got shut down. And for being work at home momish, being confused as an MLM. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big challenge I had to like overcome and solve and figure out, okay, what can I do here?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you know, solved that and like, woohoo, I'm great. And then it's like another challenge snacks you in the face. Facebook is, messes up all the tracking stuff. And then, Apple does something with, makes another decision that makes it so difficult to like whatever was working doesn't work anymore. And so you kind of got to just keep evolving and realize that there's always going to be a challenge. Nothing is ever going to be like perfect and constantly running. It is normal for those challenges. It's normal for the ups and downs. And whenever you're in, in like a down or there's a challenge, just approach it as a challenge or as a problem. Okay. This is a problem. I can solve it. And try things, test things. So I would say that's, that's when the hardest is you think you're on top of the world one day and like, nothing's going to go wrong. And then smack the next day. It's yes. like,
1: yeah. Ha ha. ha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It always happens. It's such Very a true. roller coaster. Yeah. You have to remember that when you're in those lows, there's going to be a high coming. And yeah. when you're in yeah. that yeah. high, you got to appreciate that high because there will be a low. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. is
0: a roller coaster for sure.
1: Yeah. And don't be shocked when the low comes.
2: And yeah. I feel like with, as the more you're in business, the longer you're in business and the more like ups and downs you have, you you're able to Recognize really quickly when you're in mm-hmm. a down. Like this is not forever. I don't need to burn everything down. Yeah, you might have that thought because I, cur- I I do all the time. I'm like, oh, this is a sign. I just oh. need to quit and like stop. And last week I had that. <laughs> Me too, Brittany. Me too. We're good this week. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the more you have those experiences and you you solve those challenges, you you know climb your way back up to that high. You have more. Just like wisdom and insight, when the when Mm -hmm. the low happens, that like this is only temporary. Mm -hmm. It's gonna get better. I can. You have to physically make it better. It's not just gonna happen on its own, but it
0: will get better.
2: I'm much. I'm able to kind of switch my mindset around. Oh, woe is me. To like this is so. This is hard. To okay, this does suck right now. Let's figure out a solution. What's Mm -hmm. gonna work? Exactly.
1: Awesome. Well, like I said, I will have the link to the live free Academy in the show notes. Where else can people find you?
2: Yeah. I'm very active on Instagram. So Instagram. And then also if someone's not set on like hundred percent, like, Oh, I want to do this freelance thing. Like, give me a course. I have a couple of free resources that would maybe be a good place for them to start We have a skills assessment and they could kind of, you know, it's like a reflective activity to kind of see what are your strengths and how can those translate to the freelance space. And then we have a free crash course. It's a video training kind of walking you through freelancing and how to get started kind of helping you decide like, is this something I want to pursue or not? Because just mm-hmm. having that decision of like, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm not doing this, like check this off the list. Let me go look at something else is very, very valuable in that kind of exploratory. What is my, how am I going to take my dream to becoming that entrepreneur?
1: Yes. Path. Awesome. Well, one more question before we go What's the biggest piece of advice that you can give to women, moms, anybody right now listening? I would say don't let fear
2: win. Whatever, like if you have that dream, if you have that desire or that wish, don't let that like inner mean girl in your head saying, well, what if this doesn't work out? What if you fail? What if someone tells you no? Like you will fail. Someone will tell you no, but there's going to be so much beyond those little, like those things that we're scared of. That's like nothing in the grand scheme of everything that you will accomplish. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And so if you just, if you hold back on going after what you want because of that fear of what if someone tells me no, or what if even like, what if someone gets mad at me or doesn't like me or I let them down? I know that was a big fear for me too, in the beginning. Like, what if I make a mistake? What if I mess up? Like, I'll tell you, I did make mistakes. I did mess up. And just recently, like last week, I had someone very, very angry with me. Our nanny last week had a death in the family. So she wasn't here all week. I was scrambling. Like it's my last full Mm -hmm. week before maternity leave. I was trying to, like, I'm stressed out. I'm in a place of like, everything's hectic. I'm trying to do my best, finish all the things on my to-do list, see if I can get any other childcare, but also respecting that. Like, there is no way my nanny is coming to work this week. Like she needs Mm -hmm. to be with her family and not even thinking about us at all. And so Thomas was on my coaching call last week and he's a toddler and was a little distracting and talking to me, but like, I'm Something fine got with mad that, about Someone that? Got mad and wrote in, they're, they're not a mom. So this goes to show like wow. ideal clients really are important. And it was just uh, like, we yeah. ended up just refunding and like, okay, if, if him being on the call is going to bother you this much, you're probably not going to like it when I have a brand new baby, because Mm -hmm. come June. Like, and I've, and I'm very open. You see my kids everywhere. And one of my things is my kids are always welcome. If he wants to run in when he comes home from going, you know, with our nanny, she'll take him to the parks or go do fun things. he wants to run in and give me a big hug before he takes his nap or when he gets home, like he is welcome. Like my kids are welcome here. And if that bothers you, this just is not going to work out.
1: Right. That's one thing that I loved about you though. I remember the first coaching call I got on with you and you had, maybe it was Thomas at the time, (laughs) Caroline wasn't born. So it had to have been him, but he was a baby, you know, on your lap and, you know, we're doing coaching calls and I just had such the traditional, you know, work mindset where kids just are not allowed in that mm-hmm. in the space. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, you know, and he was hanging out and all this, I was like, is this acceptable? Like what? But mm-hmm. I loved it. And it's like, mm-hmm. from since then I realized like, yes, it absolutely can be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now on my calls, my, if my son needs a snack, he'll come in I open a snack. Like he talks yeah. to my clients, like we, as I think as women and as moms can set the standard for what, what is normal, and yeah, I just and if that doesn't
2: work for someone, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. but that and that's why when you know we show up as ourselves or as yeah you know, who we're we're trying to attract, and when we're going through the discovery call process or trying to find clients, it's important to be honest. And if there's ever any red flags with potential mm-hmm. clients, I always encourage people: there are more clients out there. Yeah, just because one person might not be okay with. A kiddo doesn't mean other people are. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, like my kids interrupt calls, all the contractors I work with, their kids interrupt calls. It's it's not a make or break it for some mm-hmm. people. And it, it's just refreshing to so many other, other people where there's that like quote, they expect us to work like we don't have kids. And then like mom, like we don't have a job. Mm-hmm. I've seen those like memes or quotes and it's like, I can do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like
1: it, if it bothers you, then you, you know. can do both and you can do both incredibly. Yeah. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't just do do both like halfway. Like you can do both yeah. and be mm-hmm. incredible at both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because like after
2: that call, I was like, dang, I'm good. There was a girl and we were t- she was brand new to the course and we were talking and she was kind of just trying to figure out like, ooh, where should I start? What should I do? And just asked her some questions and it came, she didn't even realize that her, she could specialize in the e-commerce industry. And she has 10 mm-hmm. years of experience in the e-commerce industry. Like, of course you can like, and that, that doing that, you're going to be able to start out like here versus beginner. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, that, that call is great. Like, even though Thomas was here and I was super flustered and like, he had to go poop in the middle of the call. <laughs> it was totally not ideal. Yeah. I was like, I can still do this. And I'm just so thankful that For the most part, everyone is like understands and that's what they're looking for too in a career. So,
1: yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michaela. This has been awesome. Thank you for coming on here. We appreciate having you. I have
0: thoroughly enjoyed listening to all your stories and your advice. And I hope that all of the, not only moms, but women out here listening really got a lot out of it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for
0: listening to our mommy show.
2: Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you
1: in two weeks. Have a good day.